More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The economy not going in the right direction. That's something that we can uh, confirm. Senator Kennedy talking about just how bad it is and what this president's going to have to convince and Democrats are going to have to convince the American voters come the midterms about. He put it this way about their 401ks crashing. And about his record and the Democratic Party's record, I don't think they have a chance, which is why I would argue they want to talk about January 6th, demagogue abortion, uh, Donald Trump, and, of course, call Republicans every name in the book. Um, do you see Republicans focused on the right issues? I do. And I think Ms. Saki is basically correct. Look, I, I can't predict the future, Sean. I've got to wait for it like everyone else. But I, but I do know a couple of things. I know that there are good pollsters out there and there are some not so good pollsters. And those not so good pollsters, you see their polls flying around, uh, make those late night psychic hotlines that you see on TV uh, look respectable. I know that, um, num number two, um, that many agenda journalists who lean Democratic sees these bad polls and they try to make us, we meaning us, meaning Republicans, look, look bad. Two years ago, the agenda journalists in Washington, D.C. had um, Lindsey Graham beat, Mitch McConnell beat, Steve Daines beat, Tom Tillis beat, Susan Collins beat, and we won every one of those those races. Uh, point three, um, I wouldn't want to be in President Biden's shoes. I, I mean, he, he's got to convince the American people that the economy is slowing, 
that prices are rising, that electricity bills are going through the roof, and that 401ks are crashing because his policies are so good. And the American people aren't believing that. And this issue, this race rather, will be decided, my race, you can go to johnkennedy.com to read more about me, johnkennedy.com. My race and these other tight races will be decided by the issues that moms and dads worry about when they lie down to sleep at night and can't. And that's the economy, inflation, the open border, crime. What are my kids learning at school? It's not Trump and abortion. It's not Trump and abortion. He's right, by the way. And we see what's happening with our economy right now. And that's it's the economy stupid. It's what I've been telling candidates all over the country. You know, the, the Democrats have been smart about this. They've not made it about the issues. They've made it about, um, you know, violence, claiming Republicans are the violent ones while they're the ones actually calling for the violence. This means war. That is where we are. We are at war with these people. These folks are evil. There is an ultra-right MAGA um, contention in this country that wants to overthrow the U.S. government. It is a danger to our democracy. It is a danger to our way of life. The MAGA movement is a threat. The extremists that we're dealing with every single day, we've got to kill and confront that movement. Clearly, you know, this is a um, literally call to arms. Obviously, Republicans, I think, are the biggest threat to democracy. We don't separate right-wing extremists and Republican Party anymore. I see this as a party, uh, a MAGA party, that uh, no longer is confident that they can win elections with votes And so now they're seeking to enact their political will through violence. This is literally what conservative white folks do when they don't get their way. They turn violent. Today's GOP is no longer a political movement. It is a fascist movement. And this is why it could be more dangerous than 1860 or the 1930s. Clearly, you know, this is a um, literally call to arms. Maybe now it is all about the violence. It all is about an insurrection. It all is. In, in his mind about a civil war. It feels like we are not just at the brink of a civil war, but that one has already begun. The fact that it, the, the base is getting smaller, it makes it more dangerous in a lot of ways because those are the people who are willing to do things like take up arms and, and press the questions that lead to, press the questions and tactics that lead to civil war. This is someone who held that office who is basically saying to Americans, there should be civil war. Look at what he's doing last night, as you know, that you know, more or less salutes that are either QAnon or almost look like Nazism. You saw the rally in Ohio the other night. Trump is there ranting and raving for uh, more than an hour, and you have these rows of young men with their arms raised. These crazed, deranged folks who want to impart evil in every facet of our society. Clearly, you know, this is a um, literally call to arms. Literally a call to arms. There's the left for you right ahead of the elections in the midterms. I don't think they're going to learn their lesson, by the way, and pull back from that at all. I I just don't. You know, you've got a woke Democratic Austin mayor. Um, he He was caught sleeping on camera. Uh, at a police officer's funeral. 
the Austin mayor literally caught sleeping in a cop's funeral and his apology he has come out with saying, oh, well, my bad, didn't mean to fall asleep. Listen. <laughs> Ainsley, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, Leo. What's your reaction to this? I know people fall asleep, but this is just another slap in the face to all of those officers after he defunded the police officers. Ainsley, there's no excuse for him to fall asleep. This was just a one-hour memorial, and it shows the ultimate disrespect for law enforcement in the city of Austin. This guy has is not a friend of law enforcement at all because... He slashed the city budget when it comes to law enforcement, police stipends. This man, this mayor is a woke Democrat. And Ainsley, the sad part about the city of Austin, the city of Austin is the southern version of New York City. The, the city council do not support law enforcement. And he is a reflection of that. And there is no excuse for him to fall asleep at a one hour memorial, Ainsley. Yeah, he defunded the police in 2020, slashed nearly a third of the police budget. He also, the police academy classes, many of them were canceled or were delayed. A record number of sworn officers have departed the force as a result. And if you look at the workforce uh, survey, it was conducted last month. Leo, it found that only 20 percent of the Austin PD employees thought that their department was well managed. And Ainsley, that reflects exactly what's happening in Detroit, in Detroit, Chicago, Los Angeles, Philadelphia. Austin, it may be in the South, in Texas, but it has a woke Democratic mayor, a woke city council. They slashed three years ago one third of the entire police budget. Thank goodness for Governor Abbott forced them to reinstate the police budget. When you have law enforcement being disrespected, when you have law enforcement telling you we don't feel comfortable we don't feel that you appreciate us what do you have you have mass resignations mass mm -hmm. number of officers leaving the department and that is reflected Adler is not a representative or a friend of law enforcement and also what message does this send to the family of Tony Martin this police officer that sacrificed his life trying to protect the community uh, the mayor did say this to the family I want to express my deepest apologies to the family of officer Martin officer Martin died 10 days ago and will forever be honored as a hero this moment should be about him and his family Leo last word Thank you very much, Ainsley. Those words are meaningless. He said that after he fell asleep. He had no other way or choice to do this. He had to apologize. Those words are meaningless. The family should feel lost because they do not have the respect of the mayor or the city council of Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas is New York City in the South. Leo, great to see you. Thank you so much. I love it. New York City in the South. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. A couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. 
This conversation shows a never seen before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, we also are seeing some new numbers with the economy that you don't want to see. Uh, Biden's America has now sent the U.S. national debt soaring past $31 trillion for the first time. The Biden administration uh, ceaseless borrowing addiction has driven gross national debt past $31 trillion for the first time amid record inflation, rising interest rates, and fears of a looming recession. The United States public debt closed at $31.1 trillion on Monday, according to the Treasury, Treasury Department data that was just published. The milestone comes as the Federal Reserve continues to hike interest rates to fight the highest inflation in more than 40 years now, as the government borrows money to finance tax cuts, even as it sends billions and billions of taxpayers' dollars offshores to Ukraine, for example, in aid that we should not be doing and clearly we can't afford. Quote, so many of the concerns we've had about our growing debt path are starting to show themselves as we both grow our debt and grow our rates of interest, said Michael Peterson, chief executive officer of the Peterson Foundation, which promotes deficit reduction. Too many people were complacent about our debt path in part because rates were so low. It's official. The national debt has now surpassed $31 trillion. Now, the national debt surpassing $31 trillion, the part that is the scariest, uh, for, and this is what all the economists are warning about right now, is... $7 trillion is an intra-government debt, and $24 trillion is debt held by the public. The Congressional Budget Office, nonpartisan, 
a U.S. federal agency that provides Congress with economic and budgetary analysis, has warned about America's mounting debt load under the Biden administration, cautioning investors could lose confidence in the government's ability to repay what it owes. Those worries, the budget office said, could cause interest rates to increase abruptly and inflation to spiral upward. The $31 trillion threshold posed a political problem for President Biden, who has pledged to seek a more sustainable fiscal path and reduce federal budget deficits by $1 trillion over a decade. It also directly contradicts Biden's claim in September of 2021 that his $3.5 trillion spending agency, or excuse me, his $3.5 trillion spending agenda actually costs $0, as he put it, because of his sure capable handling of taxpayer dollars. I'm not joking. That's what he said. He said my in a tweet, my Build Back Better agenda costs $0. That's a lie. Don't worry, the fact checkers did not fact check that tweet. Instead of wasting money on tax breaks, loopholes, and tax evasion for big corporations and the wealthy, we can make a once-in-a-generation investment in working Americans, and it adds zero dollars to the national debt. Again, the fact checkers have refused to label that as false information. His message argued money was currently, quote, wasted, wasted on tax breaks, wasted on the loopholes, wasted on tax evasion. And needed to be, quote, redistributed to American workers as directed by his administration. Robin Hood, right? Just this is what he's saying we're going to do. The Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget estimates that Biden's debt addiction has added nearly $5 trillion to the deficit since he took office alone. That projection also includes Biden's signature $1.9 trillion dollar economic stimulus bill and a variety of new congressionally approved spending initiatives and a student loan debt forgiveness plan that is expected to cost taxpayers nearly 400 billion over 30 years and many believe it's illegal i'm jack armstrong he's joe getty we're the armstrong and getty show we cover the stories the mainstream media ignores stories that are important to your life and important to the world the election of course the many trials of donald trump couple of wars gender bending madness why are kids looking at so much social media and we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on but we do it without the left-wing media spin listen to armstrong and getty on demand on america's number one podcast network iheart open your free iheart app and search the armstrong and getty show to start listening Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia. And you get me, George Campbell. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. (laughs) You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. New polls showing that crime is overtaking abortion as the midterm driver. This coming from CNN moments ago. The crime and abortion, because both of those, their placement on that chart was surprising me. So I was interested. What are people searching for on Google? What is it that comes to their mind? So this is Google searches crime versus abortion. The percentage among those who search for either. Look, around the time that Roe v. Wade was overturned in June, Crime was just at 30% of all the searches that people were searching between crime and abortion. Abortion was at 70%. In May, again, abortion higher than crime. In July, it was basically tied. Abortion slightly higher than crime. But look now in September. Crime, 71% to just 29% for abortion. That is basically back to the pre-Roe v. Wade overturning sort of baseline where we were back in April where crime was making up 74% of the searches versus abortion at just 26%. In this me- Crime and abortion. I love how Democrats are like, we're going to make this election about abortion. Now they're like, yeah, not a good play. Not working out. Crime is everything here, right? And crime is the whole ball game. That's, that's what they see here. And now we've got even more problems because we have this missile test uh, that has happened. Again, showing another example of just how incompetent the president is. Uh, North Korea missile test that actually went over Japan with the air sirens going off this missile, ballistic missile. And here is what Kirby had to say this morning about what this means. Was the case. It's kind of a head scratcher. Hmm. All right, let's bring in uh, the White House National Security Council coordinator. We're always happy to see him, John Kirby. Uh, we have so much to talk about from uh, the gains Ukraine is making in against Russia uh, to that is situation with Fiona, as well as what's going on with North Korea. First off, what we woke up to, uh, what we heard about last night and woke up to today, North Korea sending ballistic missiles, um, uh, yeah. intercontinental missiles over Japan. First time in five years they're doing this. Did you guys have advance notice on it? What's the message you get from it? We certainly monitor uh, their testing capabilities as best we can, uh, Brian. I, I won't go into m- more detail here uh, on national TV, but we're watching this obviously very, very closely. Uh, certainly, uh, we have, we tracked uh, this particular uh, missile. Uh, we're still doing some analysis on it so we can better understand exactly what capability 
they put in the air uh, yesterday. But we've been in close contact with our uh, allies and partners, particularly the South Koreans and the Japanese, as you might imagine. Uh, and obviously, we condemn this launch, and and it's a violation of UN Security Council resolutions. We're going to continue to uh, to make sure that we have in place in the Indo-Pacific the kinds of capabilities that we need to defend ourselves and our allies. Yeah, um, John. Is this a different kind of missile? Because I, I was reading one of the reports today from overseas, and it said this particular intercontinental continental ballistic missile went further than any missile they'd ever done before. Is it the same thing they've shot off before? They just start getting better at it or what? You're, you're right. This one went a longer distance than we've seen uh, in, in recent weeks and months. Uh, we're still doing the analysis right now. Uh, it'll make sure that we completely understand what capability is that the, that they fired here uh, before we you know, make any pronouncements about it. Uh, but we, this is a program, and I think it's important to remember, uh, every time they do one of these launches, some are successful, some are not, some are uh, only partially successful. But each time they do this, they learn, they get better, yep. uh, they get more capable. And that's what, uh, that's what uh, makes, makes us uh, want to stay vigilant, make sure that we've got the capabilities ourselves in the region, uh, to, as I said, to defend our national interests and those of our allies. All right, so uh, Russia... I just love how they're trying to somehow play this off as well. They're doing that. We're certainly concerned. They're more than concerned. They're freaking out because they've lost total control of influence specifically in the world. Right. That that's the part here. You need to understand they've lost total control of the influence that they've had. I'm talking about the United States military, Pentagon, et cetera, under the Biden team, under the Biden leadership right i mean this is the truth they have lost total control and i think they understand that now i think they know it like i I think they're starting to realize just how and what a bad position now that they are in and this all went back to afghanistan and what happened in afghanistan right afghanistan was the ball game afghanistan was the whole ball game When we did what we did and pulled out the way that we pulled out, it was game over, right? As soon as we pulled out that way, that was it. The rest of the world understood America is weak. We can do what we want. We can flex our muscles and they won't even go 60 feet or 60 yards for their own citizens. So if they won't do that in Afghanistan and they're giving it back over the Taliban, then we've got this thing and we've won. And that seems to be the case. Now, before I get into more of this story, I want to say thank you and tell you about our good friends at Legacy Precious Metals. Without them, this show wouldn't be possible. And if you have not looked at gold and silver as a way to protect your hard-earned dollars against what's happening on Wall Street with inflation, it's time for you to call them and get the free investor's guide. Why? Because so many around the world are now using gold and silver, and historically they have for decades as a protection, a hedge against inflation, which is exactly what we're dealing with right now. If you're terrified to look at your retirement account, your 401k statement because of what's happening on Wall Street, that's all the more reason why you should call and get the investor's guide in gold and silver. Protect your hard-earned money and diversify. Call them and get the free investor's guide from Legacy Precious Metals. 1-866-751-2218. 751-2218 or online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Now, I was going to play for you my conversation that I had with U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. 
And this is really important because he's on a bus tour right now. And we are talking about what the midterms look like. Because if we're going to get anywhere with any of the stuff I just told you about, we have to win back the House and the Senate. Here's my conversation that I had with U.S. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas. I got to ask you, and please try not to laugh, but this is a real quote. Nancy Pelosi said on late night television last night that, quote, the Democrats will keep the House after the November midterm. She says she has no doubt that's going to happen. The audience went nuts when she said it. And I want a real analysis from you. You're out there. What is the mood of the people that you're visiting with? I know the border is obviously an important issue. I know fentanyl is an important issue. I know that crime is an important issue. Uh, and you even tweeted out earlier, and, and I, and I want to get your take on this as well. The, the, the American Medical Association is now asking big tech and the Department of Justice to censor, deplatform, investigate, and prosecute journalists who question the orthodoxy of radical gender surgeries for minors, arguing that public criticism is, quote, disinformation. And you put out a moment ago, if you're a doctor, if you're a member of the American Medical Association, all caps, resign now and demand your dues be refunded. I couldn't agree with you more. But are the American people, I mean, Pelosi, is she she right that they're going to keep some seats? Are you seeing something totally different out there? Well, you know, often the late night uh, comedy shows, they, they filmed them in the afternoon. And, and given that Pelosi was on it, uh, I, I assume that day she started drinking early uh, because that, that's about <laughs> the only explanation for what she had to say. Um, I, I mean, it, it, it is delusional. It ain't going to happen. Republicans are going to retake the House, and, and I think we're going to retake the House with somewhere between 30 and 50 seats. I think it's going to be a big red wave. I think it is going to be on the order of magnitude of 2010 or 2014. Uh, Every one of these rallies we're doing that we've done, we're doing them with congressional candidates and Senate candidates, and we're seeing packed crowds. We're seeing standing room only, and there is energy and enthusiasm because the disastrous agenda we're seeing from Biden and Harris and Pelosi and Schumer People are fed up and they want to change. And, and look, you, you look at the AMA's letter. I mean, it is an absolute abuse, and it's very much the same sort of thing the National Association of School Boards did when they asked uh, the Department of Justice, go after parents, treat them as domestic terrorists, use the Patriot Act. And, and Merrick Garland saluted and said, sir, yes, sir, and directed the FBI to, to, to go target Moms and dads. This is now the AMA is trying to get 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 the Biden DOJ to do the same thing. It's a complete abuse of power, and and, and it is disgraceful. You you just saw what happened at Vanderbilt, and this obviously I think is yeah. is part of their response where they were they were using chemical castration and doing horrific things to children at Vanderbilt Medical. Uh, they even had these uh, basically watchdogs that were watching people at Vanderbilt if they spoke out against what they were doing to children, telling them that you don't belong at Vanderbilt. It's going to be problematic if you uh, claim that you have a religious basically objection or a 
moral objection to doing these things, saying you're, it's going to cost you your career, and then you fast forward a week later, and the American Medical Association is saying, hey, DOJ, not only do we want you to investigate, but we want to actually, we want you to actually prosecute those who call out gender surgeries online. What would they be prosecuted for? I mean, you're, you're, an, you're a guy that's an attorney. How would they weaponize, and what would they charge you with if you and I have this conversation right now, and they say, yeah, this applies, you guys are going to be charged. What would it be? I, I have no idea. You could you could try to sue someone civilly for defamation if it was false, but the problem is it's not false. They're doing it. They advertise it on their own damn websites. And, and look, for a long time, human rights advocates have rightly decried genital mutilation as a human rights abuse. You, you see uh, radical Islamists who, who engage in genital mutilation of children, and, and it is universally recognized as abhorrent uh, and, and incredibly abusive. Well, now we have so-called hospitals that are in the same business. I mean, look, a child lacks the maturity, lacks the ability to make a decision to cut it off. I mean, that, that's irreversible. There ain't nothing you go back from when that happens, and, and you've got these hospitals that are in that business, little girls, little boys, that they're sterilizing. That child, when they're done with that operation, that child is never having their own child, and, and that is child abuse. It is horrific, and, and, you know, I was talking with a friend of mine earlier today, and he, he, he was laughing, saying, you know, a few years back, he pointed to things like this as the slippery slope. Well, we are down that slope, and it is happening today. It's truly unbelievable just how sick. And now we're finding out that Planned Parenthood uh, wants to set up literal trailers on the border of states that do not allow uh, for uh, abortions on demand. And, and, and I have to you, know, you look at this election, this midterm, if you've ever needed a reason to go vote, Senator, this is the reason why you show up and vote in the midterms when you have, uh, you know, these psychos. And that's the only word I know to use, and that's me putting it mildly, that are advocating for for child mutilation, right? Uh, The way that you just described it. And then you look at Planned Parenthood. They're out there raising money saying, help us set up trailers. Help us put trailers out there on these borders so that you can come right across the state line and we'll kill a baby. And they're fundraising off of it to support other liberal Democratic candidates in the midterms. Look, it it, it is horrific. And... The left has gotten so extreme on every issue. They, they, they've gone to the radicals. They, they've gone to, to, to the nutcases. Uh, on the border, it's open borders. Uh, on, on sex and gender, it, it, it's now radically embracing sterilizing children. Um, on abortion, they support unlimited abortion up till the moment of birth, and in some instances, after birth. I mean, that is, it wasn't that long ago that Bill Clinton in the State of the Union said he wanted abortion to be safe, legal, and rare. That's no longer the Democrat Party position. They don't want it to be rare. They want it to be celebrated as as a wonderful thing. You look at Gavin Newsom, who who is now, I guess, the leading advocate of taking the lives of unborn children in the country and is is proselytizing uh, in in other states. It, It is twisted. And, and I think the reaction to that is going to be the pendulum's going to swing the other direction. I think, I think the American people, they're very unhappy about out-of-control inflation. They're very unhappy 
about crime rates that are skyrocketing. They're very unhappy about the chaos at the southern border. Everything these guys touch turns to garbage. Yeah, no doubt about it. Senator, you guys are on this bus tour, and if you if you want to see the senator uh, and many local leaders as he's going to be on this tour, check it out, Truth and Courage Pack bus tour. You can find it. Uh, look on its social media accounts of, of the senator, and you can find it there. You guys are going to be in Vegas, but you mentioned you are in the Rio Grande Valley, uh, and this is, I think, a core issue that is now nationwide. Um, there are two aspects of this. One, we have an open border, and it's not just the number of illegals coming across. The most that we've ever seen in history are coming across now under this president's guidance. But the, the amount of fentanyl that is coming across the border that is killing yeah. uh, more people, 35 and under, than anything else. It, it, and it, I was talking to a doctor earlier today. He said that he, he told me, he said, Ben, we're running out of Narcan in many of the ambulances because they're using it so quickly and we're having a hard time getting it because they're having to use it so often. You look at this and there's a two-part thing. One, this president is allowing for the number one killer of young people to be fentanyl, but we're also allowing for China to send this yep. into the cartels in Mexico across the border and we're not doing a damn thing to stop it. And, and, and I'm, I'm assuming that people are talking to you about this on the road. Yes, look, people are furious, and, and I'll tell you, the Rio Grande Valley, a prediction that I made a year ago, and I'm even more emphatic about it today, this election, this November, South Texas is turning red, and, and that is a generational shift. If you look at, you remember we had a special election in South Texas a couple of months ago, a district that, that starts just south of Corpus Christi, goes all the way down to Brownsville, the southern tip of Texas, right on the Mexican border. That is a district that has not elected a Republican since 1871, a long time. And it is the most Hispanic district in the entire country. The special election, a Republican won, Myra Flores, an Hispanic woman. I was down there campaigning with Myra a couple of days ago. Myra, I believe, is going to win re-election. The district next to her, Monica De La Cruz, a Republican, I think is going to get elected. The district next to her, Cassie Garcia, a Republican, is going to get elected. And we're going to have three Republicans, all representing districts that, that for over 100 years, all three of those districts have been Democrat. All three, I believe, are turning red, and they're all going to be represented by Latinas who are passionate about securing the border two of the three myra and cassie are married to border patrol agents they see the human misery they see the suffering they see the death and the fentanyl over a hundred thousand people died of overdoses last year and and joe biden not only is not doing anything to stop it he's actively facilitating it because the open border policies that, that he has put in place are why the, the, the drugs are flooding across the border. Lastly, I want to ask you about these new details, and do you think we will ever get anywhere with an investigation? Anthony Fauci, and this broke earlier today, his net worth apparently has increased over 70% to $12.7 million since the COVID pandemic this on top of new information that shows that Fauci supplemented his governmental income with nearly a million dollars. And this is the quote in prizes, prizes, Senator, from nonprofit organizations such as the Dan David Foundation, which awarded him. And this is a quote 
$109,400 for, quote, speaking truth to power and, quote, defending science during the Trump administration. How is he able to keep that $901,400 of, and they're calling it prize money, while he's supposed to be a public servant? It, it is ridiculous. It is an abuse of power. Dr. Fauci is the single most destructive and damaging bureaucrat in the history of our nation. No one is responsible for more damage. No one is responsible for more jobs being destroyed. No one is responsible for hurting more children. Fauci happily uh, acted as a henchman for the teachers union bosses, advocated school shutdowns. Tens of millions of kids were hurt by those school shutdowns. And, and, and Fauci also, I believe, very likely has, has committed felonies of lying to Congress under oath. I have called on the Department of Justice to investigate and prosecute him. And given how corrupt this DOJ is, I've called on the attorney general to appoint a special counsel because we cannot trust this attorney general to do anything more than, I don't know, maybe write a, write a check for one of these prize monies. I, I, you ask, can we do anything about it? I'll tell you one thing we're going to do about it. When we have Republican majorities in the House and the Senate next year, you're going to see hearings, you're going to see investigations, you're going to see subpoena power, and we need to hold them to account. And, and, and it's the reason I'm on the road virtually every day between now and Election Day because I want to do everything humanly possible to turn people out. And, and let me encourage your listeners, number one, if you're in any of the states we're coming to, come to the rallies, and you can get the entire schedule uh, and an interactive map of where we'll be on the website, tcbustour.com. And so you can go and, and, and find out where we'll be. And, and, and I'll say, secondly, if you want to support financially the efforts to turn people out, you can go to my website, tedcruz.org, tedcruz.org, because we are, are, are doing everything humanly possible to win, to turn people out, because our country's hanging in the balance. It's so important. I'll be joining you out in Las Vegas on Thursday. You'll be heading to Utah with Mike Lee after that on Friday, Kansas City uh, as well after that, and then moving straight across the country, uh, Iowa, and, and is going and then, I mean, the list goes on and on. One more time, where is it, that the website again, for people that want to find out where you're going to be heading, Senator? It is TC bustour.com tcbustour.com and you can get free tickets to any of the rallies at anywhere that we're going senator i appreciate you coming on uh and as i always ask you guys please share this with your family and friends hit that forward button share it on every social media platform you're on also please write us a five-star review and i'll see you back here tomorrow Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. 
So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 